Hey there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Ignite Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Steph Demetrius. I'm so excited that you are here to join me on a journey of getting curious about your intuition and to learn how to turn up the volume to the voice of your soul while grounding your spiritual experiences in this beautiful life. This podcast is about giving a voice to your soul so that you can uncover the parts of you that you may not understand yet, but you deeply desire to. I'll be right here on this journey with you as each episode, I will bring lessons and practical supportive tools as I share my personal journey with you. Thank you for being here and I'm really excited to share this space with you and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey there, beautiful souls, and welcome to episode 57 of the Ignite Your Intuition podcast series. Today's episode is how oracle cards help build trust in your intuition. And in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing one must-know hack about oracle cards and using them. I'm going to share two of my favorite ways to use oracle cards and three of my favorite decks that I love to use because I have many. (laughs) And I really, really, really love Oracle cards. I feel like no matter if you are at the beginning of your journey, have been playing in the intuitive realm for a while, or you've been doing it for a very long time, they are such an easy, practical, simple tool to come back to when you feel like you need a little bit of maybe a second opinion on what you're receiving from your soul Or maybe you just are blocking it, or maybe you're not even sure how to tune in and you're very new to it. Regardless of where you're at in your journey, they are such an amazing tool, and I continue to come back to them all the time. So I wanted to share with you why I feel like they're so powerful. So what I see happening when we shuffle a deck of cards is that whatever the intention is that we are shuffling them for, whether we have a specific question or an area of life, we would like some guidance around, or maybe we are just feeling a bit lost or maybe not quite ourselves or not sure what we need and just hoping and, you know, looking for some guidance for our highest good. I believe that while we're shuffling those cards, the cards take on the energy of where we are in that moment. And then when we decide to pull a card, however we decide to pull that card, that that it is a mirror of our soul. It's a mirror of what our soul is trying to tell us of the wisdom that is coming through. And I have found that the longer I have played with Oracle cards, the more and more they do mirror the guidance that either has been floating in my mind or popping in that I've been ignoring or um, just certain urges that I've had to feel a certain way about situations or make a certain decision. The cards always mirror that. And the first thing that I wanted to share with you, other than why I believe they're so powerful, is the first must-know hack about Oracle cards. And this is something that I learned from Kyle Gray a few years ago. And Kyle Gray is a an incredible intuitive. He works with angels and has plenty of decks of cards out. And one of my three favorite cards are one of his decks. But I learned this watching one of his videos years ago when I first started to really play a lot with Oracle cards and use them on a very regular basis is the rule is, or the must know hack is to not put a card back once you've pulled it. And especially if you feel like, oh, that's not relevant to me. It doesn't make sense right now. I don't know why I pulled that card. Even more so don't put it back. (laughs) 
So I, I did that a few times. I would pull a card and I'd be like, oh, not really feeling it. So put it back in, shuffle it. Sometimes that card just keeps coming up because, you know, your soul and the universe is being very persistent with a lesson that you need to know. And maybe you not don't really feel like you want to learn it at the time. But um, even if I've pulled cards and I don't fully connect with them, I still leave them sitting there on my bedside table or on top of the pack just because it's a lesson or something that I need to know that hasn't fully landed yet. So, and I did find in the early days when I started playing with them in that way, it wouldn't take long for that lesson to hit. And yeah, it's just, it's just such a reminder of trusting in the process of using the Oracle cards as well. Um, just as much as trusting in the guidance coming through from your intuition. So my two favorite ways to use Oracle cards are really, really simple. I actually have a few more ways that I'm, I won't share in this podcast today. There's, there's so, so many different ways that you can use Oracle cards, but I'm going to share my two favorite and my two quick go-to practices. I do have other ways that I like to use them and I do share them in my free ebook, five easy ways to build trust in your intuition. And if you haven't got your hands on that yet, it's, it's a, an ebook that I really enjoyed writing. It's 28 pages long. It shares the five most simple, practical ways to learn how to build trust in your intuition. And I go through in each of those five ways, I share with you different ways to use that practice. So it is quite an in-depth ebook and you can get your hands on it for free by jumping over to my website, stephdemetrius.com and jumping on my mailing list and it will get sent to your inbox and you can have a look in there, especially if you're wanting to learn more about Oracle cards. It's a big section on Oracle cards with lots of exclamation marks because I love them so much. But I do share with you a handful of different ways of using them. I share with you um, probably about seven or eight of my decks that I use for all different reasons and why I use them for different reasons. Um, and if you have the, there's, you know, lots of other bits and pieces in there and resources and tips and tools and different ways to practice the five easy ways to build trust in your intuition. But the, my two favorite go-to ways are if I want specific guidance around, um, a, a question I have or an area of life I'm feeling a bit confused about, or, you know, something's going on and I just would like some, some guidance and some wisdom from my soul around it. I will shuffle the deck of cards and as I'm shuffling, I will say thank you for some guidance for X, Y, Z and mention the situation for my highest good right now. And then I'll stop shuffling. And then when I'm called to pull a card, I will pull that card and then read about it and and really just allow myself some time to sit with it as well. Um, The other way, my second favorite way to use Oracle cards is if I don't have a specific situation that I'm wanting for some guidance around or a specific area of my life or topic that I want some guidance around. If I'm just kind of feeling like, oh, I just would like some guidance for my highest good right now, whatever that may be, whatever area of life, whatever it needs to be for. Um, Once again, while shuffling the deck, just taking some time to close my eyes and take some deep breaths and connect in with my body and try and ground and center myself. And then I just say something along the lines of, thank you for some guidance for my highest good right now. And in both those ways that I do use the cards or that I most commonly use the cards, I say for my highest good. And I say for my highest good because for me, when I say that, it means it's taking into account my mental, my emotional, my physical, and my energetic and spiritual arenas. Now, I believe that we exist in all of these four arenas in this human world. We have our energetic and spiritual self. 
We have our mental arena, our thoughts, our ego, our mind. We have our physical self, which is our physical body, our physical environment. And we have our emotional self as well, which is the emotions that tell us how we feel about certain things and can uncover lots of information about our journey and where we're at. Um, So when we say thank you for some guidance for my highest good, it's taking into account all of those arenas rather than saying, you know, thank you for some guidance on my physical injury in my leg right now. You know, you might be focusing on the physical injury, but if you just focus on the physical, you might miss the lesson that's underneath that, which might be an energetic lesson. It could be a lesson around something going on in your mental arena, around your thought process, your beliefs. It could be a lesson around some emotions that might be trapped physically in your body. So when we say for our highest good, it entails all of those and it basically covers everything so that then when you receive that guidance back, that guidance might be, will be from a more holistic place than if we really just pinpoint one area or one specific arena in our lives. So that's the way that I like to look at it. I um, I also like to, even before shuffling the cards, just, just try to stop and ground myself. Sometimes if we're after, um, you know, we're, we're after some guidance or after some support, it might be something that feels like a big situation in our life, or it might feel stressful or overwhelming. We can sit down and shuffle the cards and be in this kind of frantic, hectic energy. But I just like to try and pause for a moment, take a few nice, big, deep breaths, ground myself in my body, and then figure out which way I'm going to use the cards and then try to make like a little ritual out of it. Um, yeah, it's I, I honestly love them so much and I have so many decks. I'm actually going to pull a card towards the end of this episode as well. Um, I'm going to see what intention we all need a little bit of guidance around and then I'm going to pull a card and read it out as well and just take you through a bit of a practice of using the cards. Um, I next wanted to share my three favorite decks. So I probably have... I don't even know. I've lost count. I reckon probably 15 decks um, that I've gathered over the years. Um, I really like using different decks for different intentions and different energies. Um, And just when I'm called to use different decks for, yeah, whatever my intuition is guiding me towards. And I really even use my intuition to guide me towards which deck to use as well. So um, when I'm going to pick a deck, I use my intuition for picking the deck, but also picking the cards in the deck. And this is something that I wanted to share as well, is that I will either have a knowing of which deck I have to pick, or if I have a few in the room that I'm in, it might be my bedroom or in my office, I will muscle test. So if you don't know how to muscle test on my website, stephdemetrius.com, in the free resources section, there's a few videos teaching you how to muscle test. Muscle test is a way of physically feeling the answers from your soul. So it's a way for you to turn up the volume to the voice of your intuition and your soul via your intuition. So it's a way of feeling movement either forwards as a yes or backwards as a no in our body. So I will look at the different decks and I will say for my highest good, please show me which deck is is for my highest good right now. And I will point to the different decks or I'll hold them and I will get a wait for the forwards movement as the yes. So then I will pick that deck. It's the same when I'm shuffling the cards. So once I've come up with my intention and my reason for shuffling the cards and and going to them for some support and some guidance and some advice, I'll sit and shuffle them. And I kind of have this um, unspoken intention that I'm waiting for my body to move forward to show me which card I need to pull. 
And I will even say, be shuffling my deck, you know, saying thank you for my highest good right now. Uh, well, thank you for some guidance for my highest good right now. Shuffling the deck and then I will wait for the forward movement. I'll pause, turn the card over and then I will ask, Is there, are there any more cards I need to turn over or do I need more than one card and get a yes or a no? And I'll just keep pulling cards until my body and my soul tell me that's enough. You don't need to pull any more cards. So I really use that um, yeah, still with my Oracle card readings, especially I tend to go to my Oracle cards now when I'm confused about something or when I'm like, is this really what my intuition is telling me? Like when I really feel like I need that second opinion. So I'll really anchor into my body for those yes and no's so I can really get that palpable sensation of yes, this is the card. Um, it just helps me trust a lot more and it is such a beautiful way of helping build trust as well using the muscle testing tool in combination with the Oracle cards. Um, yeah, so my three favorite decks that I wanted to share the very first one, which is was one of my first decks many years ago now, um, when I started to build my collection, is the beautiful deck called The Little Sage Oracle Cards by Helen Jacobs. And it has a beautiful little, you might hear me fiddling around in the background here with my Oracle card decks as I'm sharing this with you, but it's just got a really beautiful little a book that explains all the cards. The cards are really simple and gorgeous. And it's a really nice one if you just want a really nice, simple, basic reading. Um, yeah, mainly based around self-care and, and rituals and practices for, for yourself. Also around which chakras might need a bit of attention and how to do that. Um, so it's a really beautiful, I feel like it's a really nice one for starting your journey or if you just want a really simple reading Really beautiful and simple, that one. I love, I love, love, love that one. Um, my next favorite one is one of Kyle Gray's. It's called Keepers of the Light. And I can only barely read what it's called because I've used it so many times and the gold writing is actually um, starting to rub off the front of the card deck. But these ones are beautiful. These cards, I love. These are, these are all Ascended Masters. Um, and each one has a beautiful illustration on the card. They're absolutely gorgeous cards. And yeah, it's just a beautiful one. If you feel like tuning in with the Ascended Masters and receiving some guidance. So once again, this one's got a really beautiful little notebook. It's sort of two pages to a card and each of the cards has just the basic little, um, description on the card, as well as the name of the Ascended Master and just a brief couple of words on what that's going to support you with or what area of life that's going to support you with. So that's my second favorite one. That's like if I feel like reading up a little bit more on what's going on and going a little bit deeper. Now my third, I have a couple of decks that I really love that take you a whole lot deeper, but I'd have to say my favorite one for myself personally at the moment is one of Alana Fairchild's card decks and it's the Rumi Oracle. Now this one, um, I often find with this one, I have to ground myself before I use it because I feel like the energies within this deck are very high, very um, upper chakras, very much in the energetic, in the ethers. Uh, so I often find that I have to yeah, ground myself maybe put some grounding oil on my feet or get my feet on the earth or just really get into my body before pulling these cards because I feel like as I'm reading the description and pulling the cards, the energy just takes me off somewhere else and it can feel a little bit ungrounding. But at the same time, it is this 
very small writing in this booklet (laughs) and it's about three to four pages per card, the descriptions. And at the end of each description, there's a a sacred ritual to practice using the card. Um, And there's like a little roomy poem at the start. And then there's a really big, long description and it really does take you deep. So if you're wanting to work on some inner patterns or really wanting to get a deeper understanding of a certain situation in life, and you're ready to really go deep with it, then I find the Rumi Oracle cards, um, yeah, a really beautiful way to practice that and to get a bit of a bit more of a deeper understanding. So I am going to just do a little basic reading and I'll talk you through what I'm doing as I'm doing it, just to bring together everything that I have shared today. So I am going to shuffle my deck. So I'm going to use the Keepers of the Light. So this is Kyle Gray's. This is the second card deck that I talked about. So I'm just going to give the cards a shuffle here. Um, Feeling nice and grounded at the moment. I always grab myself and center myself before I start recording a podcast and sit with a bit of an intention. So I'm just going to shuffle these cards. And while I'm shuffling these cards, I'm just going to say thank you for some guidance for the highest good right now of those who will listen to this podcast episode. And as I'm shuffling, I'm waiting for that sign of my body to slightly move forward using that muscle testing tool to tell me when, yep, and I just got a forward movement, my body's moving forward and I'm putting my hand on the card just to double check, is this the card? Yep, I'm getting a forward movement. So I'm gonna pull that card over and I'm gonna read it out to you. So Serapis Bay is the card that I've pulled and it looks like an Egyptian um, pharaoh and ascension is the word that's coming up with that card and the brief description is move into your true self rise above the darkness the light is here oh that's so beautiful I actually don't think I have ever pulled this specific card before in this deck so I'm really interested to see what the description is i'm just looking at the description now and i'll read it out so this um is for if you've gotten to this if you're listening to this specific podcast episode and you've gotten to this part in the episode uh just sit back take a few breaths and soak up whatever comes through that really resonates from this description so about this card seraphim's bay is the light keeper in charge of ascension he once served as a priest in luxor egypt helping those passing on to cross over into the light. Now he is a presence we can call on in order to ascend. Ascension means rising up. It reminds us of the story of Christ being resurrected after death. This means that Serapis Bay can guide us from the lower states of being back to the light. His energy is almost like that of a, ph- of a phoenix giving us the support to move out of our own hell or darkness into a space that supports our growth. And the extended message is the stars cannot shine without darkness. You may have experienced a low state of being trauma or depression, but this is a new beginning. Become aware of growth. There is always room for improvement. There's also a sense of preparation of sorry of there's also a sense of presentation now. You may be receiving documentation or certification to acknowledge your growth or experience. 
It's important to cherish this time and to realize that without the challenges or obstacles you have faced, you wouldn't be as strong, powerful or focused as you are today. You are ascending personally and spiritually at this time and the universe is here to support it. Oh my gosh, I love that message. Um, I was only on a girls weekend a few weeks ago and my beautiful friend and I were talking about the last couple of years and coronavirus and lockdowns and all the things happening within that time. And I was just reflecting and saying how I was really, I was in a space where I was grateful for all of the tough times that I had personally gone through because I feel like they made me so much stronger. And I was really, really deeply sitting in this space of having fully healed them, having fully grown through them and having full deep appreciation like very very thankful for those experiences even though at the time I really didn't want to be in them and some of them were very tough and struggled through a few but I really was sitting in this space of gratitude for that struggle because it's like that rebirth you know we go through that struggle and then we rebirth and we embody the lesson and we learn it and we fully integrate it and I just really love that message right now and I feel like it's one that's been coming through a bit um, in client sessions and in, in conversations as well, um, just in general, just about the rebirth and, and the opportunities that we have now to move forward and to choose a different way of living. And yeah, I just really love that. And I really, really hope that it resonated with you in some way. Uh, if not, maybe listen to it again in a couple of days and just see if it's triggered something within you that was ready to come up or ready for you to explore along your journey. Um, I think that is all for today's episode. Um, like I mentioned, I absolutely love Oracle cards and I really loved writing the chapter on Oracle cards and why I like to use them, why I think they're so powerful, different ways to use them. There's, there's a handful of different ways that you can use them. Um, as well in there and a whole stack. I think I share about seven or eight of my favorite Oracle decks. Um, I also have one. If you don't have an Oracle deck at home and you want to start playing with one now, I have one online on my website that's free to use. It's um, You can just head straight to my website, stephdemetrius.com, and head to the Intuitive Oracle page, and you can start playing around there. Uh, it explains, I've got a description there of how to use the online Oracle it's a really nice one to use too if you are out and about and you just feel like you need a bit of guidance. You can jump on your phone, jump on the website and have a bit of a play with it. Um, I am known to at times carry an Oracle deck in my handbag just because it's so nice sometimes to have have a deck there to call on if you feel like a little bit of extra guidance and support. Um, but yeah, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share with me over on Instagram at stephdemetrius.com or send me an email and let me know if this episode has supported you in some way or share with me your experience with Oracle Cards. I always love hearing about your personal experiences and um, yeah, I love being a part of your journey. So feel free to share with me anytime and I hope you have a beautiful week and I will see you very soon. Bye. Thank you so much for being here today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would absolutely love it if you're enjoying this podcast series to head on over and give this podcast a five-star rating and write a review so that more beautiful souls can find this podcast and feel inspired too. If you have any questions you would like answered on the podcast, feel free to email me at info at and I will answer those questions in 
upcoming episodes. If you are after more support and guidance with intuition, I have free resources and I am taking one-on-one sessions again online and in person. So you can head on over to www.stephdemetrius.com and have a look there. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. I will see you next week. Thank you.